This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. Because the crew make her nutty, Captain Madeline mandates a time out every day. Two hours when the crew must attend to their assigned tasks. If they don't have any, or if they, like Captain Madeline, claim they'll do their tasks tomorrow, they can spend the time however they like. With the one exception of talking to, being in the same room with, or even breathing the same air as Captain Madeline. Today, as usual, Leet is spending his time in the kitchen, opening the doors to the cabinets and refrigerators in hopes something edible might have grown in there since the last time. exactly are you looking for? Food. Then what the hell are you doing in the kitchen? We don't keep food in here. I've already been to the green, sorry, gray houses, uh, and there's nothing in there that didn't try to bite back. Poor dearest. It does take a lot of calories to keep that chest from deflating, doesn't it? Even Albert is starting to look good. Uh, and I'm a vegetarian. Albert's nearly stupid enough to qualify as a vegetable, but then so is most of the crew. You know, up on level 78, there's one of those machines with food in it that Joe hasn't located yet. Really? Uh, can you take me? All right, but it's quite a trek. You might want to take a couple of sedgwiches. What have you got left? Uh, dill, pickerel weed, and marshmallow. Or, or toasted lotus with pureed azalea sauce. Which one gave you hives last time? I don't remember. Guess I'll find out when I eat it again. What are you doing? Wow. You are so invisible. Even your martini is invisible. What happened to the bits of you coming and going? No idea. The other day, I looked into the mirror and saw the inside of the back of my skull. I passed out, and when I came to, everything was gone again. So what are you up to? Duh. We're in the kitchen. What do you think we're up to? Who knows? There's no actual food in here, so that can't be it. I'm going exploring for snacks. Really? Why? So you can see more giant, mostly empty white rooms where food should be. Or so you can visit all the pod people, who are basically sleeping fertilizer. My god, that could have been me! Are you just now realizing that? 
He's bored, Colin. Just like you're bored. And me, now that I'm engaged in this conversation. Bye! Fine. That was kind of rude, Olivia. I know. He's lucky I'm so forgiving. What do you think is in the machine? Those salty, crunchy things you could put on the end of your fingers and pretend they're really long fingernails? Cockroaches. Uh, maybe. I thought you were vegetarian. The food situation on the Oz-9 is becoming critical. Without the stores of food the ship was meant to have, the crew is rationing what little is left and scurrying to find alternative sources. There are small pockets of stores here and there, some bags of intrigued chocolate stashed in a vent in someone's bunk, the occasional packet of biscuits tucked in a quiet corner of an unused shelf, and a whole box of Turkish delight which didn't delight, but they ate it anyway. The machine Leet and Olivia are currently making their way toward does have some food in it. It had a lot more, but it's already been discovered. Just not by the crew. Are we almost there? I feel like we've been walking for a paragraph's worth of exposition, at least. Nearly there. Finish your sandwich. Puck! Puck! Oh, for the we go through, will you? Could you please just come here? I'm not sure where we are, but I know we need to leave. Hang on a minute. What? I'm sensing another life form. What? Where? Near. Ugh, I think I just stepped on a decipede. Decipede? Yeah, I think he's been stepped on a few times before. Ah, well, perhaps that was it then. Last door. Puck! Come on. This is some kind of vampire ship. Room after room of well-dressed people in coffin things. Cal, can you hear me? Affirmative. Comms are working too. Regulation. No life forms detected in your immediate vicinity. Hello there. <laughs> you don't have a body tag. Right. No life forms, Cal? Oh, it's not Cal's fault. I'm... Scottish. Exactly. And you have about 11 seconds to explain. Wait. The the Scots aren't dead, are they? Uh, Did did you say 11 seconds? That would be the time required to cover the distance to the nearest airlock for a laden ship's assassin. Precisely. 11 seconds. The nearest airlock is at least four levels down and on me, laden and wait, assassin? It's six levels, actually. I'm very fast. Because you're... Scottish, yes. Right. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not here to cause trouble. I'm just looking for Puck. We didn't mean to end up on your ship. Well, I mean, I didn't, but I, Puck did. Puck? Oh, small flappy creature. Chirps and likes chocolate. Yes, that's him. Hmm. I suspect the chocolate is the reason our ships are currently in flagrante. That's colorful. Normally we just say docked. Really? How dull. I'd ask you why you allow a strange little alien creature to steer your spaceship, but... Frankly, I have no room to criticize, being on the Oz-9. I didn't exactly allow him- Wait, did you say the Oz-9? Yes. Why? Oh dear. You've heard of us. Uh, no. 
No, actually, you're not part of corpse, are you? Look, if you could just take me to put quite quickly, I'll collect him and we'll be off. I have lots of people waiting for me on my ship, actually. Loads, loads of people, really, really good friends, most of them. And they think I'm brilliant, so I'll be quite cross if, uh, you know, anything happened to, you know... <laughs> Archivists, Samantha, Lions. There are no other entities aboard our vessel. They're probably already looking for me. That seems likely. Ignore Cal. They haven't had any upgrades for a while. Archivist Samantha Lyons. Yes! Are you attempting deception? Oh, for the cow! You lack believability. <sighs> so I've been told. I'd give it up entirely, as neither of you is any good at it. Come along now. Ooh, about that airlock excruciating death thing, I, I have some things which could be exchanged uh, for not dying. Very well. I'm practicing being flexible. However, one wrong move and you're out like the first bite of a jelly donut. Get it? Okay, I'm gonna say yes, I definitely... Get it, and that is in no way a mystery to me. Stepping on board the Oz-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. Hi, Albatross. Are you here to get snacks? This is Leet. He's practicing being oblivious. He's clearly very good at it. Thanks. Uh, what do you mean? I have with me... A person you have never met before. On a spaceship. Hi, I'm Leet. Hello. <laughs> Goodness. Look at those arms. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to uh, objectify you. I just haven't seen other humans for a while. <laughs> so that's it, is it, Leet? No other questions leap to your mind as I stand here with an absolute stranger. In space! Getting back on track. Um, I don't want to be impolite, but I do have an important, urgent, in fact, so puck. Really? An appointment? With my ship's doctor. <laughs> One of my friends, actually. Really good friend. I might have food. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, makes sense. I thought you hadn't seen humans for a while. Yes, that's right. Uh, never said my doctor was human. <laughs> Archivist Samantha Lyons. I am quite certain that another alien life form has not boarded our vessel. 
actually can. I think you'll find that you are mistaken and we shouldn't talk about it anymore because it's wasting valuable time and time feeling. <laughs> oh, so <clears throat> poor, poorly. Yes, that's right. Furthermore, you have not come into contact with other humans that may have... Alien flu, Cal. It's alien flu. I do not understand. The alien life form has not been ill. Yes, thank you, Cal. It affects humans differently. Or something. I don't know why I went down this rabbit hole. Uh, Hey, y'all. Oh, hello there. Uh, Might you be the owner of the vehicle that's currently perpendicularly parked with the Oz-9? Oh my, this really is the Oz-9. That's something. And yes, talking zebra robot. Greg. Greg. Hi, I'm Sam. You've heard of the Oz-9? Quiet! Oh, uh, sorry. I thought I heard something. What are you doing here, Greg? No idea. Maybe one of the scientists brought me up here. Does that happen often? You just find yourself somewhere and you don't really know why? Almost as if you've fallen into a much bigger, sinister plot that you never knew was happening and you're completely unprepared for. But you sort of just have to bumble your way through with entirely the wrong skill sets and... <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> sorry, just... Yeah... Want to know what I had for lunch yesterday? Doing things you'd really rather not is the story of our lives. How many floors down did you say the nearest sandlock is? Want a snack? Dried fugu chips? Fugu? Isn't that poisonous? You develop a tolerance. Do I have to? Check it out. This machine also has toys. But they're way at the back, and it costs a lot to get to them. I already have to eat, like, eight more packets of yogurt dip coffee beans. Please don't. The machine has toys? No, that's an alien. You didn't catch the more in that last sentence, did you? He's already had six at least. Alien. Huh. Where? Hanging upside down in the machine. L7, see? Eating a... What is that? A curly-whirly, is it? Oh, that's the Pugmaran I'm here for. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, gosh. He's pretty far back. Does anyone have some uh, spare change? What's a Puckmarin? Or a Curly Whirly? Oh, uh, sort of batish and alien and, well, like that. And a Curly Whirly is a splendid toffee lattice wrapped in chocolate that gets stuck between your teeth, but not in a bad way. Why didn't you tell us about the alien in the snack machine? Am I supposed to tell you everything? Just the important stuff, like aliens aboard the ship. Oh, it's cute. Puck. Come on out now. Wow, he's made quite a nest of wrappers in there. Really big nest. He's eaten a lot. Sorry about that. There are still four curly worms in the machine. The alien life form will not come out until it is assured that it can have them all. And the gummy bears. Wow, is this room going in circles? No. But you are. It's the coffee bean thingies. <laughs> They've just kicked in. <laughs> what was that about the gummy bears? Puck says he wants the gummy bears too, but one packet's enough. Albatross, dance with me. <laughs> Stomping like a rhinoceros whose foot fell asleep isn't dancing. Let's race. Whoa, my hand is doing weird things. I'm really, really sorry about this. Wait, you understand him? Sure. You don't? Well, no. Cal does a little. Why do you? I can relax my brain. 
which is weird because the rest of me is really twitchy. I'm sorry? You have to relax your brain. I'm really good at it. Normally. So, about the curly worthies. And the gummy bears. Wow, I see space. You're in space. We'll take the gummy bears too. I, I can probably trade you some ration packs on my ship. Some of them are quite nice, and none of them are poisonous. I think. I think that can be arranged. Archivist Samantha Lyons. Your food allocation is precise. Substitution is not recommended, particularly from the Osni. We need to get put back and get off, you know, get back to our ship car. Make the trade. Uh, uh oh. Sad. Back in, everyone. What's happening? Ooh, I want one too. Help me sneeze. Help me sneeze. Ah, that would explain the nest extensions. That was in my nose. Oh, it's possible there's a second nest in there. In you. They like choices. Maybe you just wanted to make a phone call? To whom, exactly? To that one, L7. His name's Puck. It's really not, but he says he's okay with it. He says if he told you his real name, you'd probably swallow your tongue. It happens. Right. Is this a cheese dream? I don't understand anything that's happening here. Welcome to the Hours 9. Cheese dreams sound delicious! <laughs> They're really not. So, I guess Puck came for this Puck run and we'll all get going? I'm not sure. Pneumonia says she likes it here. Pneumonia. Yeah, that's what she calls herself. Since we'd all choke and die in her real name. Pretty, huh? Doesn't sound familiar. Pneumonia. Look, Pneumonia is welcome to come with Puck and me, if she wants. Well, that's mighty welcoming of you. Yeah, that's not going to work. It's not? Pneumonia says Puck's a jerk, and Puck says Pneumonia's rude, but she should come home because that's what their matriarch told him. Matriarch? I don't know what that means either. Aw, I'm running out of zippy. That settles it. Matriarchs are always right. Although, it is a shame. Pneumonia says she's on a voyage of self-discovery and that Puck can't tell her what to do. Okay, this is starting to feel a bit like my relationship with my mother. Look, Puck, does she really have to go back? I mean, she seems happy here. He says he doesn't want to get into trouble and that we should leave him alone to talk. What did she say? She called him a butthead. <laughs> okay, well, I guess uh, you could show me around the ship. As the Puckmarans are left in peace to call each other names, Leet decides to show Sam around the ship while the albatross remains to keep an eye on the aliens, and Greg licks up the dead decipede for science. It's not long until Sam and Leet are hopelessly lost, and Olivia has to lead them back. Hey, you two. Have you made a decision then? Oh, no. What's wrong? Are those coffee granules? They seem to like it, whatever it is. Is that why they're sort of hugging each other? <sighs> coffee seems to make Putmarans weird. Have they made a decision? Puck says that knowing is going to stay here to find herself. Is she lost? Oh, good. What was that? <clears throat> Nothing. Right. Okay. Well... Pneumonia says she has a nice big nest of egret feathers where Greg's heart used to be. That's sweet. Ah, damn it. How do you evict someone from your heart space? Is that a country western song? Will she promise to stay out of my nose? 
door. Fitted to your chassis for ease of egress and a view. Yeah, that way she won't need to wait for you to fall asleep before she goes hunting. How was... Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, Puck. Right, well... Before I go, I should probably let you know a few things about Puck. And so the albatross swiftly removes Sam and Puck from the Oz-9. This is your ship. Yeah. Lots of friends? Yeah, well, I guess we'd better get going. Here are your curly whirlies. Right. And, oh, uh, some Russians. Goodbye. Bye. I guess we should get going, then. Optimus, Samantha, Lions. Yes, girl. There are no alien doctors aboard this vessel. I know. But there are friends. Thanks. Hey, Puck. You think you could do that weird thing that you did to get us here in the first place? Okay, let's see what happens next. As pneumonia settles into Greg's chest cavity, and Leet quietly mourns the loss of several chocolate treats he didn't know were there, the albatross shares a sweet goodbye with Sam and Cal and Puck by launching them into their ship unhooking their ship from the Oz-9's docking equipment, giving them a good push to get them going, and threatening to collapse their lungs if they ever come back. The Albatross, apparently, is not fond of guests. You've been listening to Richard Cowan as Leet, Shannon Perry as Olivia, Tim Sherburn as Colin, June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, Kevin Hall as Greg, with special guest Becky Stirrup as Sam and Cal from Diary of a Space Archivist. I'm Richard Nadalny, your narrator. This bonus episode of Diary of a Space Archivist and Oz-9 was written by Becky Stirrup and Shannon Perry. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time, Space Monkeys. Until then, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable, but who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason.